North South Connection. Hey, it's Aaron. We're back. This is a special edition. I got no holds barred on the screen. I got North South on the screen. It's not no holds barred since JT's not here. Uh, but it's a solo thing, and I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants. So hopefully this doesn't turn out too poorly. Um, hope you're doing well. This is the ultimate Royal Rumble card. So I can make up some sort of excuse and say, you know, I was waiting till the 2024 Rumble to uh, see if anything happened there that affected this. If you want to believe that, you can. But the truth is, I just ran out of time before. But it was good because it let, uh, let me watch 2024, see if any of these guys needed to come in. And they don't because it was kind of an uneventful, uneventful Rumble. I'm not saying it's bad or good or whatever, but I don't think there's anything that really stood out. So what is an ultimate Royal Rumble? Well, just very quickly, it's a Royal Rumble. We're going to have 30 men. I'm only doing the men because the women, I don't think there's been enough to spread it out. And for instance, we're doing, we're picking the best guy to come in at number one, the best guy to come in at number two, the best guy to come into number three, et cetera, et cetera, along with the year. Um, and that's, what's going to lead us uh, into building this per this ultimate Royal Rumble match. So uh, just before I, I dive into it, because I won't take up too much more time before I do, I just want to let you know that it's one, you can only use a guy once. And once he's used, he's gone. Now, some of them, there's a couple of numbers where there wasn't a lot of choices, so it might seem a little odd that um, that's kind of what we're who we picked, who I picked. I'm saying we, but it's, I'm not using the royal we. It's me, but it just means that you know the second best, the best choice maybe was the best choice for a different number, right? So that's how it is. Uh, that's what we're gonna do, and um, I hope you will enjoy this journey. Let me know in the comments. Uh, build your own card and whatnot if you'd like with your favorites. And let me know what I got wrong. At Aaron D. Justice. Uh, Aaron D. Justice is on the... Where? I can't work this camera. Right there. Uh, put an ad in front of it on Twitter. Let me know. Check out all the great stuff going on North-South. The everyday WrestleMania matches. JT and Ryan breaking them down. Check out War. Check out Warzone. Check out No Holds Barred. But if you like content like this, like, subscribe, what have you. Let's do it. The Royal Rumble. Here we go. Let's all find out. Who drew number one? You know, you don't necessarily expect this guy. Um, you don't necessarily expect him to be the number one pick. But Gunther from uh, 2000 and... 23 gets my nod. You know, kind of an unlikely guy. There's a few good choices at number one. Um, but Gunther at number one in 2023, he really holds the match together. Um, really a coming out party for him, too. He lasts 71 minutes. He throws five guys out. But what I love about this performance, number one, number one, by the end, you think he can win, even though going into it, he's not a favorite. But number two, he is super, super, super active. Right, he's super active throughout. He's chopping Sheamus. He's chopping Drew. He's going face to face with Brock. There's a lot to love about this performance. Gunther's a beast. I love it. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily want to go over all the options for him. Uh, for number one, I think there's there's a bunch that stand out. I would never put Shawn Michaels '95 at one. I just don't think it's that great a performance. But a match with Gunther uh, anchoring it, great stuff. Let's all find out who drew number. Two. 
it's a small picture. This is a last minute one, to be honest. And uh, quite frankly, guys, it's, I didn't, you know, it should have been Vince. It should have been Vince, but I don't want to celebrate him right now. I'm not trying to be woke or anything like that. It's nothing like that. But I just think that like, hey, I'm going to talk about how great this performance is. Ah, I wasn't really in the mood to do that with all the allegations and whatnot. So let's go with Backlund. Um, plus 1993, uh, gets, gets a little bit, um, 1993, which is cool. Gets, uh, gets a little bit of love here, which I'm, I'm definitely grateful for. Cause 93 is a really fun year. Uh, but it's not a great rumble. Backlund lasts over an hour, breaks the record. And my enduring memory of Backlund is, um, he's so it's like, he's not involved in the match that much, but he's there and he's lasting and no one really cares. Cause he runs out at the beginning with no music. And by the end, he tosses, I think it's Martel, he tosses over the top. And it's like the fans start to buy in. Like uh, earlier than Martel, the fans were biting at his, um, <laughs> they were definitely biting on his near eliminations, which is something that, you know, is not always, uh, is not always true for a guy like Backlund. But they were biting, they were screaming, it was really fun. So I, I wanted to give him some love here in lieu of Vince, uh, which I think is fair. I mean, look. Vince was great in 99, but he's not in the match the whole time. We lose him on commentary, but that's fine. Uh, another option that I didn't touch for two, uh, my, really a good option, I think, is Chris Jericho from 03. Comes in, uh, attacks Michaels, and lasts most of the match. So, uh, But let's move on uh, to our number three entrant. Uh, I think this one, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to know who this is immediately. And yeah, we're going with the old music. We have no choice. Yes, I love, love this tune. Um, obviously, Ric Flair from uh, 1992, greatest Rumble of all time. Uh, obvi I don't know if it's obvious anymore, but greatest Rumble performance to go with it. I mean, look at that face. Ah! That man has been through a lot. He went through, he took it to the Undertaker. He took it to the Sids. He took it to the Hogan's. But look, by now it's almost a cliche to say that um, to say that um, Ric Flair is you know the greatest Roman performer of all time. But you can't have a number three uh, without thinking of him. Uh, so Ric Flair comes in number three. I mean, look in the ring already. Backlund, Flair, and Gunther—that's going to be a stiff fucking fight. And I am here for it. But number four, here we go. Now a bit on the outside of this one. Yeah, there he is. Um, good. There we go. Big Jake, 1990. Now look, I can fully accept that uh, this is not necessarily the most popular choice uh, for number four. But when you think about it, there's not that many great number fours. There's an obvious one from 98, but I'm going to use an elsewhere. So I think this is a safe choice because Jake is the kind of guy that when you look at his Royal Rumble career, he really helps every match he's in, whether it's 88, whether it's 90, even 92. He's always He always shows up, even 96. He's so over that he gives you someone that you're cheering for the whole match. And I think with Gunther and Backlund and Flair, I'd love to see face Jake go up against Flair. We only got heel Jake when Flair was in the promotion at the time. So I think that's a lot of fun. And um, – yeah, I think he could last do some damage in there too. Number five. Mm, obvious. There he is. 
1997. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, 97. Uh, bit of an underrated Rumble, I think. People tend to 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 criticize it for having uh, a great number of luchadors in it, and I, that's true. I mean, we did the Iron Man and Iron Maidens. We talked about how Austin was was that good, right? Um, but he is that good here. He really is. He's phenomenal in this match. Um, I I honestly think this performance, and maybe this is blasphemy. I think this performance is as good as uh, Ric Flair from 1992. It might. It's 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 very similar. They both last a long time. Austin is five instead of Ric Flair three. The Rumble itself is shorter, but Austin is so active. Now, there's an argument to be made that um, there's an argument to be made that um, they're both incredible at um, carrying the little moments in between. But what I love about this performance is Austin finds a unique way to win. His reactions are great. I love the Bret Hart stuff. So, I mean, with Flair and Austin in this thing, it's pretty wide open. Let's go to number six. Another one. Wow, what a big red machine. 2001. What an unlikely Iron Man. I don't want to get too much on the Iron Man stuff. And he, look. Kane in this match goes above and beyond. You'd think he was just kind of hanging around. Uh-uh. He eliminates like 11 guys. He's active and he's the runner up. I mean, he's the one who takes the chair shots from Austin. He gets to toss the rock and he's one of these guys that comes in and um, you're like, ah, oh, there's no way. And then by the end, it's like, well, maybe and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Putting him in this rumble at six is the one that personally hurt me the most because it allows us to omit Rick Martel from 1991. And um, I love me some Rick Martel 91. But I got to give the nod to Kane. Big Red Machine. Incredible in 2001. Let's go to number seven. Oh, that sounds like a truck. Big Daddy. He's big. He's cool. He's Big Daddy. Um, I know this wasn't as easy as the time, but... It's just so much better than the fucking wearing. Um, I love how mean he looks here. 94 uh, is a sneaky, sneaky rumble, which I think is really fun. Uh, and Diesel's a major part of it because you you remember you remember the um, the the dual winners. You remember Bret Hart with the injury, but you also one of the biggest highlights of this and potentially job saving was Diesel just tossing those guys out right Off, one after the other after the other after the other. And if Urban Legend is to believe, it saved, it saved his job. But it initiated the push, the diesel push in the match. Uh, yeah, fuck, he looks, why is he good? He's very angry. I love the mullet. I love about his performance too, uh, the heel beatdown of Doink. Um, I love the heels going at him, Crush and Bam Bam. Number one, him and Crush allowing Bam Bam to beat up Doink. Uh, but then once Doink was gone, the three of them going at it, you don't get to see kind of three Hoss heels fighting that much. So I love that aspect of it. Um, and I even love how he's eliminated, how like Sean is kind of ambiguous about it. It's not, um, it, <laughs> it's like, it's very clear he's involved, but I don't know if he sees. So it's just really well done. Um, it's a great performance. Definitely deserves to be on the Ultimate Rumble. Let's go to number eight. See if we get another big guy. Oh. Dead man walking. Yeah. 
Um, look, this, we did now with the Royal Rumble, which was uh, what I thought a very fun show on the network, uh, by the wayside, sadly. Um, this Undertaker from 2002 ended up. I mean, if we had finished, I'm sure it's finishing high because it was such an incredible performance all within like a 10 minute span. You got all the stuff with Maven. You got him killing the Hardys. I just loved all of it. I love this. The moment where uh, Jeff and Matt and Lita get in the ring and they all start kicking him together. But the Maven thing makes this and the incredible murder of Maven that follows where he beats him up in the stands. He eats popcorn, drags him around, just bludgeons him uh, into oblivion. But um it's such a fun segment, and it, and it goes to show, the, and this Diesel speaks to this too, but Undertaker's in the ring even less, that you don't, and this is where they're missing a bit with the modern stuff, is you don't have, you don't absolutely have to um, have the Iron Man be the only highlight, or have the guy who throws out all the most guys be the only highlight. You can create these unforgettable moments, and it's a wonderful place to do it. Like, I mean, if they wanted, I'm sure if Flair wasn't game, you could have done Maven Undertaker at Mania. Now, it would have been murdered again, but... That's okay. He could have been killed twice. People die twice sometimes. Number nine. Not a very strong one, I'll be honest. What? But it allows one of my favorite guys of all time to sneak in. Listen, this is from 2012, uh, Antonio Morella. And um, I, look, I got to say, this entrance theme is uh, one of the greatest opening matches because you're on a house show and you hear this. Oh, what a great first guy to bring out. Um, but I, I don't want to say that he's like incredible in this match or anything. It's not really true. But I think every match needs some levity. And if you're only going to pick one guy to do it, it's Santino. Um, he's invited in any match that I can watch. I, I put him in Hogan versus Andre from WrestleMania 3 just to see what it looked like. But um, there were some good choices at nine. Not any kind of crazy ones, but... The ones I considered, I considered Drew from 2023. I really like his run in that, but I think he's got a better one. So we'll see about that. And um, the other one that gets omitted as this is, and it's a small one, but I like Johnny Knoxville in 2022. I mean, the way he he just came in and got his ass kicked and set up the feud with Sami Zayn. And up until recording, I was kind of leaning towards Knoxville. You know, I have a celebrity in there, but I struggle with not, um, not getting Santino in. I think especially, too, if you put him in the ring, what, what I ultimately came down to is look at the three guys that just came in before him. Kane, Diesel, and Undertaker. <laughs> and I think there's probably some incredible humor to be had with this particular guy following those three. I think that is a hilarious proposition, and I would like to see his face as he has to come down and fight them. Number 10 might do a little bit better. We'll see. Seth Rollins, 2019, comes in at 10. You know, this guy in the fluorescent shirt in the front that I'm circling, my kids recognize him now. What does that say? Um, not a great Royal Rumble, I don't think, 2019. Um, not not because of him winning or anything like that. I know I cut it off right before the chant, but I, I don't like the chant. Um, not because he won. I thought his performance in it was fine. It lasted a long time. He threw out a bunch of guys, but it was more... Kind of an innocuous rumble, like, uh, you know, you, we kind of figured it was him and it ended up being him. And it's fine that it's predictable, but they didn't do enough in the match to to, to make you doubt. And that's more the issue I had with it. Um, it's funny because he's probably, you probably get a nice little Seth Rollins, Ric Flair sequence here. Seth Rollins, um, 
Bob Backlund, or even Seth Austin. There's a lot of interesting options with him in here. I don't think it's like the, the greatest run of all time, but I think he definitely deserves to be there. Let's find out who drew number 11. Oh, no music for this one. Because it's fucking Andre the Giant from 1990. Um, I think you can go with 89 as well. I think both of these runs are interesting. This run, he's a bit more tired. He's, uh, this is the best picture I could find him hugging Dusty. And I, I can only imagine he is gasping for breath at this moment. And Dusty and Piper are being slowly suffocated into his bosoms. But um, you got to have Andre in one of these things. Uh, there's not a ton of great choices at 11. And there's a bunch of mediocre choices. Like you could do Savage in 94. You could, do Ma you could throw Maven in to have Undertaker murder him, which I thought about. Carlito in 06. Jericho in 09. Um, there's a couple of Seamus runs that are fun. But look, you got to have Andre in here. And another guy for Santino to square off against. Uh, maybe I'm basing, I'm, I'm booking this match too much along Santino. My plan is not to book. In fact, by the end, I want you to tell me who should have won, who should have been the Iron Man, and stuff like that. Uh, if this was a match, but this is a whatever. It's a vanity pick, probably. But I love Andre, and I want him in this. So let's go with number twelve. If anyone is going to go after Andre the Giant, I want to see Brock Lesnar F5 Andre the freaking Giant. I want to see Brock Lesnar pick Santino Morella up over his head and hurl him into the audience. Because, <laughs> because like, this is just a killer. Like, you know, if you brought in, if you have, like, Diesel and Kane and Undertaker and Andre the Giant, man, I'm okay with Brock murdering them. I'm okay with Brock going one-on-one -on -one with Austin. Um, I'm picking his 2023 um, uh, run. You know, Brock is a tough is a tough one in the Rumble. I think he's he, now that he's in. I think another number one we could talk about that doesn't get talked about enough is his 2020. I think Brock in 2020 does a fantastic job at number one. He's um, he's super strong. Um, he's he's going one on one with everybody. He's throwing everybody out. He has some challenges, but I think it's a really good performance. I don't think it's as good as Gunther though. And his other ones, he comes in late, and it's it's even this one, 2023. It's not that great. He comes in, he's in like two, three minutes. He throws everybody out, and then Lashley tosses him. There's always the shock. I don't know why we're shocked when Brock Lesnar gets thrown out now. It's like when we're shocked when Kane doesn't win. Kane, Big Show, or Mabel, when they come in, and they're like, well, how are they going to get him out? How are they going to get him out, Kane? Well, how? Just watch the tape from all the previous years. We'll figure it out. Uh, but he's another one. Like He keeps getting thrown out by guys. But I want him in this. I want the star power. Look, the number 12 spot is not a – the choices are like Gangrel from 2000 and RVD from 03. Like, eh, Brock is a good choice here. But number 13, I think, is a very good choice, especially considering where we're at right now with wrestling. Man, what the Rock is cooking. He's cooking. There he is. There he is with that H word. I can't believe you got away with that shit for so long. Um, lost among the great performances in uh, the 2001 Royal Rumble is The Rock coming in at 13. He lasts like 39 minutes. He throws out a bunch of guys. He's a conceivable winner. But what's great about his performance here is it's pure energy the whole time. He is just on fire the whole match. He's throwing punches, dropping elbows. But, you know, you got to be involved in these things. Like right now, so far, everyone we've named is someone who comes in, makes a difference in the match, 
and is like even Brock. Brock's in there three minutes, but it's three minutes of him doing shit, right? Same thing with Rock here. It's exactly the same thing. He is a force in the 2001 Rumble, coming in at number 13. Number 14, well, one of my favorites. This to me, 2018, is um, probably the best modern Royal Rumble. Probably the best Rumble. It's like the best Rumble since I love this match. Nakamura comes in 14 and does a wonderful job. Um, you know, and they do it's it's really the, the key to this rumble is it's so wonderfully booked. So you got the three old guys and three young guys at the end, and they fight, and it comes down to Reigns and Cena. And whenever it's fucking Reigns, you're like, oh god, here we go. Uh <laughs> he's gonna win again. But he pulls it out. Now it's too bad they didn't stick the landing at WrestleMania, but it is what it is. But for this one moment, Nakamura felt like the biggest star in the world. And this to me was like you know, ever since he came to North America, I don't feel we've gotten Nakamura. We've not, we haven't gotten our Nakamura, right? We've gotten kind of half Nakamura. Here he was on. He was on fire. We got him in the first match with Zayn, and then we got him here. I love his performance here. It's intense. He throws a bunch of guys out. And the closing sequence with Reigns is incredible, where they're crisscrossing with a spear and then the knee, and then he scoops him up. He scoops him up, and you're like, oh, my God, they're actually going to do it. Uh, what we're going to do right now is bring out number 15. Go back in time. Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, from 1992. This is a great run as well. Um, 92 has so much going on in it. Like, there's so many guys we could talk about in 92, and we've already talked about one. We might talk about another. Um, you know, you could not. Shawn Michaels in 92 is a really is a really great choice, also. But um, I think if you're gonna pick someone for number 15. Look, the, the people I didn't pick. I didn't pick Cody Rhodes in 09, who's very inf influential. In the end. I didn't pick Jericho in 2000. He's not in there long enough. Bam Bam 94, who's the Iron Man of the match, is a choice. The closest I came here, and it hurt me, was Randy Savage from 89. But I just think Piper has such a great impact on the match. He comes out when Flair is alone. He fights him. He uh, he murders him with a sleeper while Jake watches. He's got the cool elimination pulling on this doesn't look good uh pulling on irs's tie even though bobby is convinced every time that he's got him by the tongue but um again piper's pure energy and in a royal rumble you want guys that are pure energy everybody is so over in this ultimate royal rumble number 16 another guy super over no, i didn't mean to put the scottish guys back to back this motherfucker is Every time I hear this thing out, I'm like, oh, who is this? But again, 2020, 2020, I guess it's because it's before the pandemic, has kind of become that forgotten Royal Rumble. It was super well booked. The right guy went over. And it, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, good. They do know how to do this. Drew's a beast. His intensity with Brock is what sells it for me. He comes out and you can see Sirius. Ricochet's already in the ring. And you can see him mouthing like, I've waited for this a long time. And... And he just delivered. He throws out Brock almost immediately, lasts till the end, lasts all the other bullshit that's happening around him. Uh, beats, again, Roman at the end. They're, they're really smart with putting Roman at the end of these things. It, it really is. A, we'll talk to you. We're going to talk about Roman, obviously, at some point. So, But uh, Drew in 2020 is an all-time performance for me. Uh, for me, it beats out. The hardest one it beats out for me is Jake from 92, which I love. I love Jake in 92. Um, I love um, Randy Orton in 07. 
Uh, Matt Riddle in 21 is pretty good. Arn from 89, but nothing touches this. He's just on fire. Now, I've got a, got a potential winner. This next guy uh, coming in at 17 is not a potential winner. Um, here we are. Woo! It's Owen Hart uh, from... Uh, 1996, which I think is his best Rumble run. Um, I my favorite part, my favorite thing he does in the whole match is the shrug elimination of Hakushi. Hakushi gets on his shoulders and just shrugs him out. I, you know, we got a lot of superstars. I know one's a superstar in his own right, but you need guys that like, you're like, how the hell is he hanging in there? Right. And like a guy like Dom Mysterio. Right. And this is what I think Owen Hart's role in this match is going to be. You could have taken Daniel Bryan from 21. You could have taken uh, uh, Goldust from 98, Tully from 89, or The Godfather. But I think Owen is probably the most interesting to have in the match. Uh, and it might be fun. I think it'd be fun to have him there. Uh, and now let's all find out who picked number 18. I know it's not flattering from the picture. But Sean is... Is 2010 his best Rumble appearance? I don't know. I think 94 might be. But I, 2010, he weaves such a good story. If you take out his bullshit acting at the end, he does such a great job. I love the turning on Triple H to kick him out and put him out of the ring. I love that he so needs to win the match to fight The Undertaker. He lasts till the end, and you can see every near elimination. Like, this was his to lose. Every near elimination was crazy for Sean. He was just trying and trying and trying to do everything, and the fans were biting on everything. And even the way at the end, how he does the elimination, where he goes over the ropes and he holds on, and you see his fingers slowly moving and slowly, oh, and he lets go. It's great until he starts, ah, what do you mean? Like, he turns into a Looney Tunes character. But before that, it's stellar, and it really makes the match. It makes everything feel so much more important. Shawn Michaels 2010 is number 18. Who number 19? Little blast from the past. Haven't heard this song in a while. Dean Ambrose from 2016. Yes. All right, 2016 is kind of another forgotten rumble. We all uh, AJ Styles is obviously another choice for number three, but you can't put him ahead of Ric Flair. Um, and this was this was another one where you know they had 2014. I would say 20 man, I'd say since 2000, like 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, five years in a row of what I think are subpar rumbles. And this one maybe it's because the title's on the line, but it just felt like they they just booked it like the rumbles of old, which I thought was a lot of fun. Ambrose comes in. At 19, really good run, lasts till the end, and is credible enough against Triple H at the end that you could conceivably see him, um, you could conceivably see him winning the whole thing. Now he doesn't, but they do enough to tease it. So whatever, I think that's a it's a good showing. Earlier in the night, he had the great match with Kevin Owens. Uh, this is a fun one. I, I like Dean Ambrose here. Ten left. Who's number twenty? Who is it? Rob Van Bam in 2006. Um, 20 is one of those numbers that um, it has one choice that I think is really good, but we're not going to use it because we're using that guy in a different I'm not going to mention it now, but you'll figure it out by now. Um, but Rob Van Bam here, 
it's not like it's an all-time performance or anything, but of the people that came in 20, he's the one that makes the most sense. 2006 is his year, and he doesn't have a horrible time in there either. He, he does quite well, uh, all things considered, for the amount of time that he's actually in there. So he comes in, he's in 24 minutes, he eliminates four guys. You know, it's not nothing, right? And it's rare. It's better than him coming in in 2002 and getting pedigreed by Triple H. Yeah, we're going to talk about Triple H. But first, let's do 21. On this day, I see 2020, Edge. 10 years after his last surprise appearance in 2010, he makes the surprise appearance in 2020, a match that's already going super well. And then, so imagine 2020, the 2020 Rumble is already very good. Like very, very good. Um, and then he comes in with this surprise and he's really stellar in the match. He is, a, he's a force in the match. They have that moment with him and Orton. We're like, wow, you're looking shredded. You know, um, I love that. Uh, it's crazy when they did the, when the WWE did their list recently, where it's, where it's like the best rumble returns, like, come on, this is number one. Like it's clearly number one. It's the most emotional. It's the most, had the most impact and he had the best impact on the match. Um, for whatever reason they put it 12, probably spike. I'm going to say it's spite, but in our match, he's still a surprise. All right. Let's still make him a surprise comes in and maybe number 22 will throw him right out. What do you think? Oh yeah. Number 22 is definitely going to throw his ass out. This is uh, 2003 Triple H. Which, you know, I guess you got to give it to him this year. I don't uh, always disagree with him being the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, 2002, again, why comes in, throws out a bunch of guys, last eliminating angle. 2002 is a sneaky good rumble too, but Triple H is good here. He's good. He doesn't eat anybody up too much. You get the cool uh, choke slam spot with uh, Hurricane and Austin. Eh, there's good stuff. If Austin's still in this thing, he's fun. I'm not going to praise Triple H anymore. Number 23, bring him out. Bring him out. You hear the music? It's hard. Oh, I can barely hear it. There he is. Oh, Luger. Lex Luger in 94. You know, co-winner. So obviously, he was doing stuff in the match. But he was actually very fun to watch in the Rumble. His, his offense is very high in fact. He threw a ton of guys out. Um, I just think it's a good performance all in. You know, and the choices are not crazy. You can do Triple H 99. You can do Diesel 96. Oh, sorry, not Diesel 96. Uh, Sean 07. Mr. Perfect 91. But this is good. This is good because he's a winner here. Um, and okay, I like Luger. Watching WCW has given me an entirely new view on Luger. I, I think he's a tremendous talent. And in there with the right people, as he would be here, he'd be in with Michaels, he'd be in with Triple H, he'd be in with Edge, he'd be in with Owen Hart. could throw those guys around. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, and some props, too. So give some props to Lex Luger. And give some props to number 24. There he is. Everybody's favorite giant large man. Look at him throwing out uh, John Cena. I believe this is from the 2004 Rumble where he's throwing him out. Um, Big Show's interesting in this one because he's not – it's not the best um, – it's not like he's a, a force in there for that long. But for a big guy, 23 minutes is long. He throws out four guys, but more important than any of that, he ends up being the last guy that Benoit throws out. And when you're watching it, 
you're like, oh, are they going to give it to Show? Because you're still not believing it's going to be Benoit. Even the way he chokes him out. Mm, choke him out. Um, I think I think Show adds to the allure of the match. He adds to Benoit's victory. Um, I like this pick. Number 25. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 1990 Hulk Hogan. Um, you know he's body slamming Big Show. If whoever's booking this, he's body slamming the Big Show. But, um, you can't have a role without him. I think this is probably his best performance in it in terms of like him lasting and not being an asshole to Randy Savage. Uh, he's speaking with Randy Savage in that movie, right? Uh, you know, 13 minutes, it's eliminations. When he comes in, the thing goes wild. You got to stare down with Warrior, uh, which is a Warrior. Uh, but it is what it is. You can only fit so many guys in. Maybe he's the potential winner of this thing, but no matter what, he's definitely a force. Hulk Hogan at 25 is uh, is my pick. Number 26, let's go America, baby. I know this. I know it's not from him in there, but come on. Look at this. What is wrong with him? Kurt Angle, 2002. Great performance from him. You know, it's the kind of thing you wish he could have been in there longer. You wish he would have won. You wish they would have built the whole company around Kurt Angle instead of Triple H. There's lots of what ifs here. Uh, Kurt Angle in 02 is very good, though. You know, he's pushing aside Hogan from 92, but you got him already at 90. Mankind 97 is another interesting choice uh, on this one. So, but it is what it is. I think getting Angle in here is important, and especially with number 27 coming up. I want Angle fighting this too. And listen, if you have a problem with how long he gets to the ring, can you hate the story? Because his leg is broken. Get his leg under his leg. Expecting to run to the ring quick. And heaven forbid Owen Hart is still in this match when this guy gets out. But look, this is a tremendous performance from Brett. Not only does he win over the crowd and wins the main event and in, in all of this, but he sells the leg the whole time. He's exciting. Despite the fact that he comes in number 27 in 1994, He's still in there for 15 minutes. He eliminates five guys. So it's like he he's in there a while. He's in there a while, and and he has a major impact on the match, considering he won it. Also, what I think is his absolute best attire. So Bret Hart, number 27. Uh, number 28, though, might have a problem with Bret. It's the Big Dog Roman Reigns. I want Big Dog Roman Reigns here because I think once they get... 2017. Let's get into that one. They figured out that wait a minute. We put Roman in the end. We put Roman Reigns in the end. Everyone's gonna think we're making him win. And it's gonna make us make them pop for whoever is the last guy. So it's like I don't know if everybody was really excited about Orton winning in 2017, but they were certainly uh excited about him putting out Reigns. Now this is Reigns from 2018, but I think any of those years are very interchangeable in terms of um in terms of in 2020 also in terms of his impact on the match it's a really unique position they've got him in um but it it's so effective and it has to do with him but it also has to do with our expectation of him being pushed over everyone 29 if you know me you know who this is yeah. this is the best theme song of all time number one did justice 1992 look we're sacrificing brock lesnar of three 
Nate's 420, and Owen 99, Haku 01, and, um, uh, yeah, Logan Paul in 2020. But come on, it's fucking Sid. Get the press conference out of this. We got everybody got him throwing Sergeant Potter into the corner. We got him smashing the cartel's face in the corner, like peeling it back. I don't know what he was trying to remove his face. And like the thing with all of that is you, you're trying to remove a face? Anyway, uh Sid is the best. He should have won he won this match fair and square, except for that no good he, no good Hulk Hogan and Jack Tunney's bogus decision that he ever pulled off. Um but yeah, Sid's my man. I can't have a rumble without him. And look, if you're going to argue with me about this list, I'm happy with it. I'm not going to back down from Sid. I can't. And I'm not going to back down from my pick at number 30. Come on. You know who this is. You can only be one guy. Remember everybody being surprised? Oh my God. He's only been out like three months. This doesn't make any sense. What's going on? It's John Cena uh, at number 30. The best. Uh, look, I said this. I said that um, Edge is the best return of all time. Uh, this this is the best. If Edge is the best return of all time, this is the best surprise of all time. Not that Edge wasn't surprising. It was too. He wasn't gone long enough for it really to be a return, right? I guess. Or whatever. Maybe I'm just bullshitting and categorizing them. But um, the, the fans were so excited that they forgot they hated him. That's what's great about it. They're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we hate him. Woo. Comes in, wins, solid. His arm looks good. He's pointing at his tricep. So there you got it. We dropped down the 30 guys. Um, look, I hope you like this. Um, if you didn't, it's okay. I know not everything I do is wonderful. Uh, but uh, if you did, give us a like. Give this a share. Let us know. And um, by all means, please jump on and book this thing for me. Like, tell me who's the Iron Man? Who eliminates the most guys? Who wins? What's the big story coming out? Or if you want, do your own. I'm sure uh, Mr. Trent Williams will do his own, uh, as he does for all of our cards. But let me know, and I'll try to engage on all of them on YouTube. Thanks for spending 38 minutes with me. It's a week late. Fuck it. 2024 changed nothing. No holds barred. Royal Rumble. Ultimate Royal Rum. 